Hello and welcome to Crusher Talk with your friend Haley Crusher Kane. Hope you guys are having or had a good week. Um, I just walked to the Polish grocery store in about 20 degree weather and a snow flurry. And um, I think it was a first for this California girl. Uh, I told myself when I moved to Detroit that I would not allow the weather to dampen my decision to exercise, move my body, and or connect with the world and talk to people, get outside. Um, People told me or just insinuated that I couldn't handle the cold, which is quite funny because I'm actually way worse in the heat than the cold. (laughs) Um, I tend to run pretty hot. I'm basically always sweating. My upper lip is constantly like wet. I am just a sweaty, hot-blooded woman, and so as much as it was a little annoying on the way to the store because the wind was slashing me in the face, it was actually not bad on the way back. I felt accomplished. I had my little bags of groceries. I was wearing the right footwear, so I wasn't slipping, although I am learning that the first ice that forms is the slipperiest, and you got to be careful. <laughs> Uh, luckily I don't have far to fall. I am not that like tall and I'm just sort of like, I don't know. I'm very, um, I'm very used to being very spazzy and spastic. So I'm almost like shocked when I don't slip and fall in, in the snow. Uh, I did not slip and fall today. Um, on my way home, I was listening to the basically near constant prayers um, coming from some of the religious religious facilities, I don't know what they're if they're mosques. I believe they're called they would be mosques. Um, there's these loudspeakers that sing the Arabic prayers, and they're very haunting. And they also are sung through a very um, distorted, like kind of a probably like an old intercom system. So it sounds like something from. 50 years ago, um, this like mournful prayer song that's coming out of these distorted speakers and the whole little town, or at least my side of town where I live, which is, um, little, little Bangladesh. Um, that's basically, I mean, they call it that, or like, it's basically the little Yemen slash Bangladesh enclave that is just, so full of sensory experiences. That is one of them. Another sensory experience that I enjoy and I encountered on my walk was the smell of onions um, stewing on the stove and curry spices. You can really smell these scents coming from the houses and it makes my mouth water. So delicious. I picked up my, there's like a little um, kind of like a little salad bar at the Al Harmin market that I go to where you can get fresh uh, Kalamata olives, hummus, garlic sauce, feta, and tabbouleh and dolmas. And I was getting my little provisions today and I was actually waiting at the meat counter and a man next to me. Usually the men do not talk with to me. There's pretty there's a pretty big taboo in talking to women, especially unmarried you know, or women that are not with another man and are like, don't, you know, they're obviously not dressed in the, um, hijab or in the burqa because there's both kind of happening in my neighborhood. And I'm kind of like, 
I mean, I, I imagine people just think I'm an old Polish lady because there's also Polish women shopping, obviously, and Polish men shopping. And I'm always bundled up with like a babushka, basically, and like my little glasses and my scarves and my multiple coats. But he struck up a conversation with me about he was noticing how big the heart was. There was a goat heart. Um, it was either goat or cow, but I think it was a goat heart next to like all the goat heads um in the little meat case and he was like look how big the heart is and I was like have you ever tried that and he was like no and uh we got in a conversation um about the weather like you do as a midwesterner as a new midwesterner I'm quite used to the weather being a topic of conversation which I never give a shit about before um and we got you know naturally get to that point where he goes I was like, well, I'm from California, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm able to kind of get out and about in this weather. And cause it was a snow flurry. I mean, there was, you're, you're walking with snow, like hitting you in the face. It's, it's, it's not fun. And everyone's kind of, when it's like that, I mean, everybody today was like, how you doing? How's that weather treating you? Um, he's like, well, what are you doing? Or first he asked, well, what, what's the weather like there? And I was like, you know, probably like 60, 70 degrees like surfing weather like the winter's the best time to go surfing like and he was like what are you doing here and I was like I what am I doing here um I definitely am missing home and it's been you know not the most intense winter for us because we spent October and November on the west coast so we really have just kind of crash landed back here um But I told him, you know, music and real estate and a new adventure. And he talked to me about how he he owns three houses and his cousin owns five houses. And that's a very common story here. There is a lot of opportunity for those that are able or willing to to go after it. And when I told him about our fixer upper and like, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Dr. Kane is a builder, he was like, oh, that's cool. Like he understood. And um, it was cool. I think those little interactions going about my day, like talking to the post office person or the person at the market. It's one of those things that you take for granted when you are very um, acclimated to a place. But when you're new to a place, you cherish every little moment like that because the more you get to that point, especially in an area where there are very few English speakers, you basically feel like you're one of them. Like You feel like you're part of the club and you feel like you belong. And those little moments are so precious. And I don't know, it's one of those things I would have never, like, I'm actually not the most chatty person. Normally, when I'm out and about running errands, I'm kind of like one track mind. And so I've become a lot more relaxed and looking for those little connections. So that was my nice little um, afternoon walk that I had today. Um, Crusher or Craveworthy Now, there's quite a few contenders for this. I made some crazy pizza um, last night that I just have to share. So I got the Trader Joe's dough, which I know is not the best, whatever. But if you let it sit out for a long time and you let the yeast do its thing and you cook it really, really hot and I have have an oven that goes to 500 degrees, it can be pretty tasty. Um, I did a pizza with the Trader Joe's crust, olive oil, garlic, Jocko seasoning on the crust to give it some flavor. Trader Joe's um, tomato sauce base, um, a bit of mozzarella because I can't really handle the dairy, um, a bit of that. And then I did 
um, sautéed leeks that I had sautéed with onions and caramelized. So just like a lot of leeks um, on top. And then but baked that until it was nice and crispy, took it out of the oven. And then I tossed a – I love a crunchy green on top of my salad. It's the best. If you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. You're combining the heat, like the the warm, crunchy, chewiness of – the pizza with a really crisp green acid, you know, kind of acid base on top. And that is just very complimentary. So I did like a little baby kale tossed with brined um, capers and sun-dried tomatoes, kalamata olives, and marinated mushrooms. And I kind of diced it up a little so the mushrooms could kind of get, they were like full like whole mushrooms and I dice it up and I use like the brine from that marinated salad mixture, which I got from the, my local market, um, in with the greens and allowed that to kind of create its own dressing with a, just a squeeze of lemon and put that on top and like, Oh, and I had garlic sauce on the side that I got from Al Hermine market, which is nice. Oh my gosh. It was so good. It was like this wonderful Mediterranean style pizza that was sort of like when you get artichokes on pizza. But if you haven't tried marinated mushrooms and olives on your pizza and capers, I mean, that saltiness, if you love like um, a, sar- not a sardine, anchovy, you may like this. It was very, very good. But I actually have a couple um, to go over. I think because I am a little bit late on this crusher talk, I just have more to talk about. But one is um, I went to this little spot with Dr. Kane called Rose's Fine Food and Wine in Detroit. It's this totally unassuming little spot, kind of a hole in the wall old mid-century diner that has been transformed, not transformed actually, they kept the original character. There's these little bar stool seats and it's very old, cute style, you know, just cute and old and um, just a couple tables, you know, not, not too much. It probably could only handle about like 15 people at a time maybe. And that would be a lot. Like there, I think there were only like four people in there and I was like, wow, this is crowded. But it, it kind of had that feeling of like a little European cafe where it's crowded, but like, that's the charm of it. Um, they have really good sandwiches, um, salads, and they're really known for their buttercream cakes, which I have not actually had. Um, but I did have a sandwich on their housemade sourdough. It was really thick. They grilled it and it was like shredded chicken with, I think like a creme fraiche, um, dill, something and a buff it said like buffalo chicken but like this is beyond this is basically like gourmet buffalo chicken it's like a shredded chicken that was like infused with their house made buffalo sauce it was just fantastic and then the best part for me was they had because I've been looking for you know my California salad greens for months you know I'm used to just eating a lot of salad greens I would have my Back in my, in California, I had my kale tree, and I would just go out every day and make green smoothies. I could pull a, a, a little arugula from my garden. Um, I would put greens on everything, and here it's a lot more root vegetables. You're going to see greens, but they're not as fresh and beautiful as California greens because we all know California is the world's salad basket, salad bowl. I don't remember the term, but um, they had a salad that was literally all it was was a variety of fresh greens that had been picked that morning that were grown locally in Detroit at a local Detroit urban farm, which I will link to, and with a very simple vinaigrette. And I almost cried eating this salad. And it was like an enormously hilarious amount of greens. Like it was just a plate of greens. And I felt so seen. I felt so supported by this salad. This is the kind of salad 
this is what I really miss when I'm on, on when I'm on tour as well. Like I just want a fucking plate of greens. I don't even need to have carrots, beets, whatever on it. Like do not put cheese on it. Do not put ranch on it. That's what everyone out here does. This salad just made me so happy and it was so fresh. It tasted like it was straight from the farmer's market. Um, so that was really delightful and I have to shout them out cause they were really cool. They also sell natural wines. Um, I think mostly European wines, but I didn't really take a look. So check them out if you're in the Detroit area. Just very, very cool little spot. Um, they also might have some stuff you can buy online from them. I'm trying to think. Oh, wow. No. Oh, they have classes. They do cake making classes. They have a Pekzeki class. I don't know how to say that, but that's like a special um, donut that I actually had for the first time today um, from the Polish market. It is, I think it's a, it's like a big traditional thing that they do every February and, and I think until Fat Tuesday. And then like on Fat Tuesday, they do like a big Pekziki celebration in Hamtramck. I'm saying it wrong. Okay. But it's pronounced P-A-C-Z-K-I. Okay. I don't know. I did buy two chocolate with custard inside and one blueberry today from Bozak's Polish market. So that I will definitely report back on those and I'm excited to try them and like maybe do like a little video about it. I love like just to do like a little, I know it's very dorky, but I just like to do like a little Instagram reel about, you know, if I'm eating something fun. Um, you know, I was a food writer for a very long time. I'm very into food. It's just like such a passion for me. It's just fun. And you feel like you're promoting like how, how much better is that than a Yelp review? Cause you're just basically putting people onto this place and saying, it's good. Go check it out. Um, so I do feel that way about roses. Now I have to also mention, I've just been spoiled lately, I suppose, but, um, uh, sister pie in Detroit. Now I'd never been here before. Um, my new friend Elspeth from the band Elspeth and the treatment, um, took me on a little Galentine's date and it was really, really nice. We had coffee at Red Hook coffee and then we stopped by sister pie and she was so nice. She's like, you have to get this pie. And she treated me to a couple slices, which was so sweet. And, um, Dr. Kane and I were able to have them and share them. And, um, there's not really a place to eat inside. So it's more of a take it and go home thing or eat somewhere else. But I have to say it was just as good as it was probably would have been there. I mean, I think I had it the next day and wow, absolutely delicious. Um, the, the two pies that I had was the lemon, honey pie. And then I had a maple syrup, like a maple salted pie. Um, I liked the maple salted the best. Dr. Kane liked the lemon honey the best. There were also some delicious, like chocolate, chunky brownie ish cookies that were like a mystery bag, um, that were really, really good. And it's a female owned business. It was just a really sweet experience and I'll definitely be back there. Um, back home, you guys may know, may, may, may or may not know that, I lived next to Madonna Inn, which is a very iconic, they call it the Pink Palace, very 1960s, but European style, Swiss Swiss chalet kind of uh, mixed with um, Hollywood Regency, mixed with um, the most zany 60s, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the actress that has a crazy pink, pink house, I'm trying to remember her name, but anyways, uh, Valley, you know, Valley of the Dolls meets you know, Hearst Castle, you know, just very cheesy, but very, very cool spot where, um, we lived near there and we'd go like have a drink there or have, anytime we'd have like a little like fun event. 
Um, it's, a, it's just a really wonderful place. And I haven't found a place like that in Detroit yet where I feel like, oh, this is festive. This is something I would pick up for a special occasion or bring to someone's house. Like as Elspeth has suggested, that's what she does. Um, it's always nice to have a bakery like that. I, I really haven't been impressed so much. I, I hate to say it. I haven't been the most impressed with some of these bakeries. Like I know the Polish bakeries are supposed to be super fancy and great. Um, my issue as always with the Eastern European food is I like a really strong flavor. I like a lot of flavor and I like to be punched in the face. And a lot of this Eastern European food, as delicious as they are, like as great as, you know, the dumplings are and the pierogies are and all that stuff and the dill pickle soup, which is probably my favorite thing that, that I've had. It's just like somewhat bland. And so that's like my issue with that. And this sister pie was not bland in any way, shape or form. So that's my crave worthy. I have quite a few <laughs> um, to share with you. Um, but uh, what else is going on? Crush Reverse Headlines. The long-awaited Go-Go's tribute double LP vinyl release that we were part of is, I be- I want to say it's out because I received a package from Sympathy for the Record Industry, which is the label that put out the the vinyl. And I got my, you know, little clutch of vinyl that are just, you know, for each band that participated, which is lovely. Um, they're gorgeous. Um, there's four records in the set and they're pink and blue vinyl and they're amazingly gorgeous. (laughs) I've already said that. Um, the artwork is so beautiful. Um, I'll send I'll post a picture. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but, uh, there's a lot of bands on this and, it's it's kind of crazy to be holding it in my hands. It's really heavy. I mean, there's also quotes um, about, you know, each band's experience with the Go-Go's. And then I believe there's quotes from the Go-Go's themselves in it. It's got this lovely gatefold uh, package. It's got all these old, th- these beautiful pictures. It's just a really, really nice, 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 nice collector's item for anyone that likes the Go-Go's, loves the Go-Go's. Um, the bands involved just range so much from, uh, you know, legends like Josie Cotton, the Fastbacks, Nikki Corvette, to, um, you know, smaller bands and like more DIY bands like us. And like, um, I don't know, like the ba- the Baby Shakes are another one. Um, there's a lot of really cool artists on this. Pale Lips from Canada. They're really awesome. I really recommend them. My friend Natalie Sweet out in LA is on this did a great job, um, on her cover of, uh, he's so strange, which is a very, um, uh, not, uh, it's a very rare, not rare, but like just something people don't know. Like I didn't know that song very well either. That was actually the one that I, I might have done, but, um, initially that I think Travis had asked if I would do that one. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I really wanted to do less to love. I've always loved less to love. And, um, I will link to that song. If you haven't heard it, there's a little video we did for the, for it as well. So that's kind of a fun little, like, it's fun when just something like that finally comes to be because we've been talking about it so long. I just messaged the powers that be to ask about, you know, is, if there's a link available, um, so that you guys can purchase this and I'm letting you guys know ahead of time, but once I have that link, I will share it in a just normal band newsletter. So you guys can actually pick that up if you want to. It's been quite a journey on getting like information on this and, you know, seeing the final product. I can't complain. It's, it's really, really epic. So 
you know, we got here. Couple couple years later, we got here. Um, let's see what else do we have on the roster. Um, let's see. Oh, Bandcamp Friday! Thank you guys so much for buying the test pressings. They they sold that day or a little bit later, and it was so cool. Like Dr. Kane basically um took all these romance comics and created these really cool collages for the um, test pressings for Modern Adult Kicks, Vintage Millennial, and Cool Lame. And we signed them and we had like a little Michigan-centric postcard that we sent along. And it was just lovely, like the people that actually supported. And I could tell like it was a mix of people that are just, just like, I just like, you know, strongholds in my life, people that I've known for a while. And then you know, some, some diehard fans that we know are just really into collecting and some new people. And that's just really cool. It wasn't like we had a large amount to sell. It was only nine records, but of those nine people that now own those test pressings, like those are one of a kind items that are just, they're meant to be out in the world. And it's just very, very cool. Like the group of people was just spot on. And I was worried, like, what if no one buys them? Like test pressings are kind of expensive and like, I'm not a collector, so I just don't give a shit. And so the fact that people give a shit is always surprising to me, and I'm very grateful. So thank you so much. Um, what else on the headlines? I don't have that much to report, actually. Uh, we've been doing some demoing over at our drummer Brendan's house lately, and we are playing a show on February 24th at Bolero Lanes in Royal Oak, Michigan, where we will be debuting finally um, – our song Broken Window. We've we've all learned it when we're gonna play it live. I'm excited to play a new song. Um, but we are we are like working on the demos and how we do it is we try to create a live like a demo that isn't just robot drums and you know sitting in front of GarageBand just like tracking, you know what it might like like the 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 shittiest version of the song because yes that's how it first starts that the first demo is that but then what we did for the last album, which I think was successful is creating a much more lively demo with live drums. That is a better reflection of what the song will be. And from there, you know what you're going to do in the studio and it allows you to listen to that song and kind of feel what it really would be like on the album. And you, things come up like this part should be shortened. This sharp, this part should be extended. This lyric seems awkward and you can really feel it. Whereas if you just go into the studio with a very, very bare bones demo, you don't have like the layering, right? You don't have maybe what you want the backing vocals to do. Sure. Magic can happen in the studio and it certainly does, but it's nice to have some bones. It's nice to have a skeleton that is representing, is, is representing what you're actually trying to do. And it's just another way of like, creating better music and that's something that I've been on this path I mean I've been on this path for over 10 years now and I want to write better music I want to write better songs I want to continue to to hone the craft and to understand the production and so we're 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 on that track we have a few we have um laid down um different parts so that's like exciting for us and hopefully for you guys too that you know, we could just sit around, you know, we just had an album out, but no, we're going to, we're going to push forward. And as hard as it has been, like it really has been a crash landing here in Detroit for us. A lot of things went wrong all at the same time. And we're still pretty much catching up both emotionally, financially, spiritually, creatively, um, in every single way you can imagine. We're still, I feel like we're in a catch up mode, 
Um, but that said, we're not going to let go. We're not going to let go of our passions and we're not just going to stop. You know, we're going to continue to, to inch towards the next horizon. Um, the days strangely have before this little snow flurry have been sunny and bright and there's been high temperatures and that has been so needed. A little bit of sunlight has been so needed. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw the rocket night magazine, the Detroit based, um, female owned music centric magazine that I was posting about. I'm on the cover of it. <laughs> so weird. Um, I did like a little photo photo with that and the sun just jumping up in the air and feeling like, oh, and I felt like myself. I really did. Um, getting, getting dressed up and, you know, having my photo taken in the sun. That's a very, I mean, what could be more of a Haley vibe than that? That was really needed after some really dark winter days. So things are, things are pretty good here. Um, I think the sparkle of the week is just, I, it has to go out. It's just so obvious who the sparkle of the week is. So we, Dr. Kane and I were eating at, um, Sheba cafe, which is next to Yemen cafe in Hamtramck. And it's, it's basically two Yemen, you know, food places next to each other. I think we talked about this last episode where that's very common in cities and it's, it's really funny, but anyways, we've been really digging Sheba lately, Sheba cafe. And, um, there's also one in Dearborn, Michigan, by the way. And, uh, we were asking a fellow patron, you know, Hey, what are you eating? That looks so good. We're just kind of being nosy. Like, you know, people do that sometimes. I don't know if you're one of those people that just sticks your nose in other people's food. I do it all the time. I'm like, that looks good. What did you order? I want to replicate that. What's going on. I also usually I'm smart enough to know that I don't know anything and that, the people that are regulars at a restaurant, they're ordering the shit you should be getting. Okay. So look at everyone else. And if they seem like they're like, they know what's up, you know, like take a little peek at what they're eating. And, um, I can't remember what the name of the dish was, uh, unfortunately, but it was like sort of a stew. It had like potatoes, carrots and beef and like, or not beef, maybe beef, um, like a, a gravy and like a bread and, um, he was saying, oh, I, I have this and that, like, this is really good and you should try it. And we actually didn't end up trying it that time because we just went with our go-to, the galaba, the galaba. Um, and anyways, after we finished eating, the the man came up to us and, and said, hey, I paid for your meal. Um, and this was, I, uh, he's a Yemen, Ye- of Yemen descent. And he's like, you know, it's really cool that um, you're interested in trying this food. And um, he gave us a card for his business and was on his way. And it was like the coolest thing. It was like so kind and so casual. Like he was just like, oh yeah, I paid for your meal. It wasn't a big deal, you know? And he even said like, I don't need your business. I'm not giving you my card. So you come to me. Um, basically just being friendly. And how often does that happen? And people always talk about how big cities are so alienating and whatever, but this is like the second time this has happened to us. This happened again at um, a market that we went to and a woman in a full burqa um, bought us a, a soda, like an Arabic soda we had never tried made in Dubai. And we were we were talking behind her in line at the at the checkout going, I wonder what that soda is. It's a shanty soda. It looked really good. It's in this little cute can, this little red snubby can, kind of like a half size can. And she just bought them for us. And she's like, oh, here you go. 
uh, you might like it. You know, a lot of people on TikTok like it. She actually said, you know, a lot of non-Arabic, you know, white people like it too. <laughs> and so, you know, I, we tried this, the shanty and it's just very cool how wel- like welcoming and warm um, the cultures have been here and like letting us into their, their club. And I don't know, that was just a really cool sparkle. And it made me think, okay, I got to do that. You know, I never think to do those random, like paying for the Starbucks behind me. I've never done that, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I do like, if someone is short on change, I'll just be like, oh, here, like if you need a dollar, I have one, but I'm going to, I'm going to take this man's inspiration and kindness and try to, um, pay it forward, if you will. Um, okay. Let's see. Quality thought of the week. Okay. Quality thought of the week. So I've been doing a lot of marketing writing lately. Um, I've been doing some stuff for a coffee brand, which is kind of fun. But anyways, one of the, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot in marketing is the idea of self-care and what is self-care because we are marketed, self-care as bubble baths and candles and getting a mani-pedi. Um, these are all what, you know, is known as self-care. And, um, I would just like to say like, what, why can't coffee be self-care? Why can't, um, going to a coin collector's, you know, weekly workshop or weekly meetup be self-care? Um, Dr. Kane recently went to a pinball tournament that that happens every Monday in Detroit and got to play pinball with all these other wacky pinball guys. Why isn't that self-care for for him? That is self-care. When he gets behind the pinball machine, his eyes just zone out and he gets to just be part of the the beeps and the boops and the flips and the and whatever. Um why, you know, self-care is whatever you want it to be and that's my quality thought of the week and I think it's important to remember that as long as we live in a capitalist society, there, you know, we are self-care is going to be packaged and quantified and sold to us. And it's going to be really easy to think, oh, a massage is self-care when maybe you don't like massages. Maybe a spa day is not what you need. Maybe you need to, you know, allocate your money to going and seeing a movie by yourself. Maybe you need to uh, take that extra $20 you would spend on a pedicure or $50, I guess. Like, it's expensive. And you need to just go out and like ride the roller coaster at the local, you know, the local carnival, you know, on the random day that you see it set up and you just decide you're going to do that. And you don't have to tell anyone about it. You don't have to check in or say, is this self-care? If it feels right to you, it's self-care. So... With that, I hope you take care of yourself this, well, this and next week. Um, And until next week, sparkle hard.